Welcome to Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors, but don't worry, we're not going to preach. Nah, we think the best conversations happen on a canoe, especially ours. So whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Mental Health River Part 2. Well, Junior, hold on. Before we even allow people to step a foot into our canoe, we need to get one thing straight. Yes, we do. Tell them, Jordan. You need to share this podcast now. Do it. Or else. We'll sit here all day if we have to. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, we have the word of the river brought to you by Urban Dictionary. Though, Jordan, it should be said, these are appropriate Urban Dictionary words, which are hard to find. Because there's probably like five appropriate Urban Dictionary words. And we find them for you. Because we want you to be cool. We want you to be hip. We want you to be able to flash new lingo and impress everyone around you. Because come on, that, isn't that what life's all about? Absolutely. Being cool and impressing others? Amen. So today's word of the river is extra. Say it with us now. Extra. extra. Muy bien. Extra means over-the-top excess behavior. It's the person trying really hard to be cool or sexy or young. So, Junior, use it in a sentence. Have you seen that woman on social media lately? She's so extra. I think she's going through a midlife crisis. (laughs) We all know someone who's extra. And Jesus loves them, too. Extra. Use it, and you'll be cool. Like us. Coming up, Mental Health River Part Dos. Let's talk about social media and news that is draining your mental state. Jordan, I coined a new phrase. I'm trademarking it. You got to put it on Urban Dictionary. I should actually. What, what is it? Digital slaves. It's what we are. How many times do we let everyone know, hey, I'm taking a break from social media? <laughs> like, like an airport <laughs> announcing our departure. I'm taking off. We, we have the best of intentions. Get off social media only to return to it like a dog to its vomit. So let's just call it what it is. We're a slave to media. Digital slaves. I like that, Junior. I feel a little personally attacked because, as you know, right now is my month free of social media. Yeah, but I don't think you announced your departure, did you? And I don't mind people doing it. I've done it before. I did not announce my departure. Yeah, there you go. I just did it. Yeah. But then I had people write me and they're like, why do you deactivate your Facebook? And I was like, why are you looking at my Facebook? That's right. But Junior, you're right. We're seeing the effects. I mean, there's this mental health crisis that's going on right now. huge. And we're in the middle of it. And people are already so divided and so social media media they just make bank off of that right and and we know that it's why we try to leave social media but we can't what do we do how do we free ourselves from this digital enslavement and reclaim a fresh perspective and renewed mental health we're hitting just that on this river but first i gotta tell you what really sinks my boat junior what chase my thighs what totes my goats what toothpaste my orange juice oh my word that's disgusting all right let me tell you what really sinks my boat when you're walking in a crowded area and a group of people are walking side by side in front of you you know they're sauntering along and you can't get through them it's infuriating and i want to yell red rover red rover and just run right through them what are you talking about you don't know what i'm talking about You've never been like in a mall or a park or a crowded area concert and there's people in front of you walking side by side and you can't get around them. No, I would just go around them. I think you're the person who probably walks side by side and saunters along. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're probably 
the problem. Okay, maybe. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay gives me a hard time with this with driving. Is it the same thing? So like, Absolutely. If you're I, in the I left drive, lane. No, no, no. Okay, I drive in the left lane the whole time. A comfortable 80 miles per hour. The left lane is only for passing. No, that's it's, a law in Arkansas, and I love Arkansas. It's for driving. No. I'm going 80 miles per hour in that. That's a comfortable 10 miles over the speed limit. Going, I'm creating a beautiful flow of traffic. If someone wants to go around me, well, they're, that's illegal. I'm like, a, I'm a good Samaritan. By clogging up the left lane. So uh, Lindsay gets mad at me because she's like, Jordan, get over. This lane's for passing. I'm like, no, yes, people. I'm with you, Lindsay. I'm with you. No, because and and I, I don't see the big deal. And she's like, Jordan, you don't see the big deal. But as they're going around me, they give me the dirty look because I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah. You know what? Lindsay is with me. That's hey. what really sinks her boat, sinks my boat too. Listen, you guys can go ahead, have your little pity party, but I'm going cruising at 80. PSA, left lane is for passing only. Mental health part two. Junior, we had to divide this into two sections because there's one thing we left out last river. A huge part. And, and I believe the thing we left out affects our mental health probably just as much as anything else. Actually, I think there's one thing that not just affects our mental health. I think it affects our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, and how well we manage this, I think, determines a lot in our life. Okay. Junior, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Tell me. Do you feel the tension? Are you dying to know? Yes. It's our smartphones. I would agree with you that. You could probably guess. S smartphones, I mean, if you can even still call them that. They're rewiring our brains, and in doing so, they, they take a lot of things from us. Like what? Yeah, we know smartphones steal mental focus, which hurts yeah. our work and productivity. Mm -hmm. We know smartphones steal our spiritual focus. They steal relational focus. Yeah. They steal our... I mean, re and relational focus, that's huge, because how many people... You ever guilty of this? You, like, sit there, and you're going to watch a Netflix documentary, you know, in bed, and then you have your phone, and you're scrolling Amazon, or you're scrolling Facebook, or you're scrolling Instagram. You're sitting next to your wife who's doing the same exact thing. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, it, even worse is my wife will be trying to have conversations with me, and I'll be yeah. on my phone just scrolling mindlessly, thinking that I'm actually listening to my wife, or maybe I'm kind of half, li half listening, but I'm not yeah. giving her my full attention. It, does, it doesn't help us. I don't mean to be crude but i did read an article man a few months back that said that as the introduction of smartphones as that's become popular the average person and their sex life has actually dipped like we are trading sex for our smartphones say it's not so it's true because again how many couples are sitting on the couch yeah what did they do years ago this is why people had like a billion kids because there's nothing else to do so we might as well make <laughs> love but now we've got like netflix and we got amazon we got social media it's like eh, whatever we'll yeah just sit here totally. and scroll it, I, it and look at that it's even taking our sex life there, there's a good book called 12 ways your phone's changing you have you read that by no. tony renke or something no. but in it he talks about the change that's happening socially, which is what we're talking about. And it doesn't take a study for you to know that. Next time you're at a social event, just just look up and you can start to count all the people on their phones. But he says something interesting in the book. He says that the smartphone is causing this social reversal. He says that there's the desire to be alone in public and never alone in seclusion. Wow. Isn't that interesting? So when you're out with people, you want to be alone on your phone. And yep. then when you're home by yourself, supposed to be in seclusion, you want to be connected to everybody. This is why I think some people go to Starbucks to just type away on their computers. Yeah, it's I think it's kind of a ridiculous thing. It's like you probably have an empty apartment right now, but you had to come to Starbucks to write your paper. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting how that is. So, smartphones are taking a lot, uh, even physically. 
they're think about it. They're taking our sleep. So how okay, many times have you? Light? Yeah, how many times have you went to bed at ten o'clock and then after falling down into like the Instagram and Facebook click hole? Next thing you know, it's midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or you wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym, but then you grab your phone and Instagram, and then wow, thirty minutes has went by, and now you don't have time to go to the gym. Yeah, I think it's taken. I think it's taking a lot from us. Yeah. And scientists are they're even just starting to unpack the depths of all these changes that are, are happening. There was one experiment that was interesting that has shown that heavy users can only last about 10 minutes before anxiety is measurable. Without being on the phone yeah. for 10 minutes. One specific study had students strap heart rates and sweat monitors as they read uh, some passage with their phones visible, and w but out of reach. And then the scientists, what they did is they essentially kind of tortured these students with incoming text alerts. And as they were reading, their anxiety spiked and their reading comprehension dr like dipped dramatically yeah, because they it. had to get to their phone. I believe it. It's like what Simon at Sinek had talked about, how we've become so addicted to dopamine and we get that from our phones. Every little notification on our social media is that shot of dopamine that we want or that text message. Ah, somebody wants me. Somebody needs me. I get that little shot of dopamine. Yeah. We become addicted. I do think there are some good things and we're not going to hit too, too much of those today, but there are some good effects of social media and in, in our phones and having a smartphone. Could the, you name them? Honestly, like you're looking at me right now, kind of smiling. Cause I don't, <laughs> I think you just said something you don't know if you really believe. No, I, I think our smartphones are good for some things. Okay. For, for instance, <laughs> there was I, I've been off social media now for the month and there was a friend that I had and I texted him and I, I texted him a joke and I didn't know I didn't know anything was going on but little did I know that his his daughter was super sick in the hospital and I just texted him this funny joke wow and, <laughs> and I'm like oh shoot yeah, like yeah, if right. I, I I was because I was kind of disconnected from his life and I probably would have saw that if I had Instagram maybe but like, would you really have traded an hour's worth of scrolling through your social media timeline to find that? Probably not. No. And I guess you could understand. Like, that's, hey, I, so I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he got rid of his social medias and he got rid of, he hasn't watched news for four years. And he's talked about how his mental health has just skyrocketed okay. since then. He said, I just depend on my friends. My friends, they read the news, they read timelines and they'll just let me know. So if I'm around them, They'll just let me know, and I'll just I'll know what I need to know if I'm hanging out with them or if they shoot me a text. But beyond that, if they're not going to text me it, I probably don't need to know it. Huh? But you need friends for that to happen, Junior. Ooh, burn. <laughs> okay, here's no here's one, Junior. I, there are some really good people that I do follow and that I I learn from. Okay, it's almost yeah, like yeah, articles, yeah, 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 yeah. right? That's so true. There's true. there's people. My faith has actually grown through yes. following the right people. But how many of us aren't following the right people? Oh yeah, well that's a whole other conversation. Here's the thing though, Jordan, like. What, what everything you've just shared is is so good. At the same time, I kind of feel like we're preaching to the choir because not many people are going to disagree with us. I think yeah. most of us will say, yeah, social media, I, it, I, it's unhealthy in my life or it's not very good for our society. You know, I, I want to get away from my smartphone. I'm, I'm addicted to it. The problem is, is we've been saying that for what, how many years now? I mean, honestly, how many years have you been sitting there going, I need to get off my phone more? Meanwhile, your kids are growing up, your grandkids are growing up, you're getting older, life is passing you by, and you're still in the same spot. So what are you going to do? What are we going to do? We got some ideas coming up in a little bit. Stay tuned. The Great Resignation. Tell me about it. What is that? This is crazy. A record 4.5 million Americans quit their jobs in November. Wow. The previous record was 4.3 million, and that was set in September. So that, I mean, so this last fall was just a huge, huge season of people just quitting. The Great Resignation. Now, why? 
Does it give a reason? No, they didn't. They don't fully know. They're still studying it. They have some observations. They they said, well, maybe it's because people are living and banking off the government a little bit more. Which, if that is true, I just want to say that's not okay. I, I'm a big believer in if you are not retiring and if you quit your job, especially if you're a man. Okay, call me sexist. Especially if you're a man, you've got to have another job lined up. Like you've you've got to work. You Absolutely. can't just quit and be like, well, something will happen and until then the government is going to take care of me. I think that that goes against God's word. That goes against God's design for us. Yes, and we're talking about quitting. If you're fired... Sorry, I didn't mean to get on a soapbox totally. there. No, I, I totally agree. Uh, another reason, though, is they said maybe people are just angling to get a raise after decades of being paid the same. Okay. But the newest one that people are really think think this is what's going on is there's a bunch of economists who think that what's going on is something called pandemic epiphanies, which are these workers who depart their jobs because they want greener pastures. They want, they want something better. They have these these soul-searching moments during the pandemic, and so people think it's led to this surge of quitting. Maybe. I don't know. I just think like we did a lot of government handouts, and now everyone's like, <laughs> I'm just going to stay at home. I don't know. The soul-searching thing's Maybe interesting. that's true. Because you have a lot of people who are home, and they're like, hey, you know what? My... I want something a little bit more rewarding. I want something different. And so now is the perfect time to transition. Okay, that's fine. That's great if that's true. But it is interesting, Junior. We do get a lot of people. I get a lot of people who just ask, well, you know what? I'm having a really hard time at work. I'm thinking about quitting. I just don't know when. What would you say? Like, when's a good time for yeah, someone to quit Yeah, we get that question all the time. I, their job. And my answer is always the same. If you get something lined up, great, do it. But if you don't have something lined up, you can't just quit and expect other people to take care of you. Like if you're an able-bodied person, you got to work. Okay, so do you do you think people quitting their job for something more rewarding is? It? I, I think that's fantastic. If if they can if they can do that and still put food on the table, fantastic. I'm just a big believer in believers should wake up and we honor God by working hard. Yeah, and I agree. And the only thing I'd say to that too, the whole greener pasture myth, is that in reality the pasture's not greener. Well, the grass yeah. isn't always green. Right. I mean, there's sometimes if you, I, I know like some people have been stuck in a job. It's like, man, they got a terrible boss. And if you can find another job, like jump over there. That's fine. But a lot of times the grass is greener where you water it. Right. That's right. Because we live in an area where everybody's just wanting to jet because of all of what's going on in Illinois right now, like taxes and mandates and all of that. And, and my thing with a lot of people has been like, hey, what it, would it look like for us to stay here and water it? What if Illinois is your Babylon? I think a lot of people want to be Moses and leave where they're at, whether it's a job or, or their place, because, you know, we're, we're leaving Egypt. But yeah. what if God's called you to Babylon? Yeah, God God sends people into the worst part. He right. sent Jonah to Nineveh. Yeah. Nin- Jonah wanted to run. Yeah. And that's when God said, I'm going to get you eaten by a fish. All in all, it's all situational, right? If you have another job lined up and you've prayed about it and you have peace about it, go do it. But don't just quit and expect somebody else to pick up your slack. That's right. If you quit, God will send a whale and he'll eat you too. You know what we didn't say to start this off? We didn't say canoes. Oh my word, you're right. The junior, I'm so glad you caught that. This would have been terrible. Yeah. We could have lost a lot of followers. Right. Season three, episode three was where... This, that would have been our demise. Right. So, so you ready? let's do a good one for them. All right. Do you want to do the falsetto or me? No, you always go high. Okay. Canoes. Take that, Mariah Carey. All right, Jordan, let me ask you. Do you have a phone addiction? Yes, Junior, I have a phone addiction. Oh, my words, that feels so good to say. <laughs> I mean, I, seriously, though, I think that most people have a phone addiction, but most of us aren't going to actually admit it. You of know, uh, lately I realized something fascinating yet dark. The days my phone screen time 
were, was like high were days that I had a foul mood at the end of the day. Interesting. Like there's a direct correlation between my mood and my phone time. And I'm not blaming my phone. It's my own fault. It's on me. It's kind of like, you know, that that Netflix documentary, Social Dilemma, which, by the way, if you've not seen that, you need to watch it tonight. Put it on your watch list. It's funny. We're saying digital slaves here. It's like, go watch Netflix. (laughs) But it's this this documentary is fascinating, again, yet dark. Uh, Right now, there are highly paid professionals with backgrounds in psychology who are working to make your phone more addicting. And And they're so good at it. They are. And I don't blame them. It's their job. And their work is showing results globally. Phone addiction is a real thing. I have it. Jordan has it. You have it. It is skyrocketing. So three signs that you are addicted to your phone. Are you ready for these? Let's go. Three signs. First sign, you reach for your phone the moment you're bored. This is where the addiction lies. We can't handle boredom. We're a slave to distraction, which is sad because boredom gives us creativity. So my smartphone, your smartphone is keeping you from being more creative. It's so true. Don't you remember being in like the waiting room of the dentist? Oh, yeah. We didn't have our phones. No. You just had to sit there and you'd grab those stupid, you know, those highlight magazines. Yeah, I remember those magazines. Where they had like the the hidden pictures. Yeah. But the thing is like all the other kids already found everything and marked it in pen. I mean, you just had to be bored and you had to sit there with your thoughts. We talked about that the last episode, that in order for your brain to actually develop and remember things, you have to sit there with your thoughts. And we are so uncomfortable with that feeling, so we just want to reach for our phone and mindlessly scroll. And it hurts our mental health. So that's the first sign that you're addicted to your phone phone, is you grab it the moment you're bored. Sign number two, you can't read a book or watch a show without looking at your phone. You can't give your book a few pages before you have to check your phone to somebody text me. Same thing with TV shows, game time with family, or a conversation. A phone check interrupts most activities that take more than 10 minutes. Third sign that you are addicted, you relapse quickly. This isn't new to you. You've heard some of this stuff before, and naturally, you attempt to put the phone down. I'm not going to go to my phone. But then you relapse very quickly. Those are three signs you're addicted. I think you're addicted. I'm addicted. Jordan just admitted he's addicted. I am. So three challenges to free yourself. Are you ready? This could be a game changer for a lot of us. Number one, delete your most used and unnecessary apps. So Jordan got rid of social media. Uh, a month ago, I got rid of Facebook. No joke, I felt withdrawals. I don't know if you felt that at all, Jordan, at the on the front end of getting rid of social media. Yeah, the, the first two days was, was fine. The, the next were like, oh. Yeah, you feel the withdrawals. Yeah. But now it's like a breath of fresh air. Now it's like, I haven't been on Facebook. It feels fantastic. I feel like I like humanity more. But, you know, because I'm not seeing people's ridiculous posts and, and comments. Like, join me. The water is nice. Just delete your most used and unnecessary apps. Yeah. I wonder how many of us, we don't like each other because we're just idiots on social media. And we'd probably like each other more if we weren't on. Or even just on less. I mean, you just get so consumed and bored. You're like, ah, I might as well just comment and have all this fight. And then I'm on this for the next, like, four hours. Yeah. Uh, we have another friend who, what he does, it's really smart. Is he actually moves Facebook and Instagram and puts them in different folders yeah. every every yeah. day. Yeah. So, and, and so you them. could do that. <laughs> but honestly, I think right now you are tempted to just go, I've been wanting to get rid of social media. Should I do it? Should I? Yes, just do it. Just do it. And go through withdrawals and then breathe that breath of fresh air. Second challenge to free yourself as a digital slave is put your phone in the other room. Remember when we were kids, we had the home phone. Everyone had the home phone. Yeah, on the wall. Yeah. 
when you're at home, treat your phone like the old home phones. Put it on the uh, on the counter. Yeah, you know, give, give it a leash. But, but just do something else. Put your phone in the other room. Be bored. Pick up a book. Start a project. Get on the floor with the kids. Don't let the phone own you. Don't keep it in your pocket. Put it in the other room. Third challenge to free yourself from your phone. Get accountability. Oh, we hate that word, yeah, don't we? we? Do. And, and I think partly we hate that word because we don't want to be accountable. We no. want freedom for what we want to do when we want to do it. And that's but, what's funny is the only way to get freedom is accountability. A- absolutely. Is to be able to set some boundaries and say, hey, I'm too weak. And I have to have the humility to understand I'm too weak to do this by myself. I need scripture is littered with you need accountability. You need wise counsel. You need community and people around you who are going to help keep you in check. The only way to get where you want to go is through accountability. And so grab your spouse because your spouse is probably annoyed how much you're on your phone. They've told you that before, right? Or grab your roommate, grab your friend, grab your parent, grab your kid and tell them like me, you got a problem. And thanks to like screen time trackers, they can help you get to that freedom. I've even told my kids, I told my kids, Hey, you know what? If you see me on my phone, you guys are playing, just say, Hey daddy, put down your phone. And they started doing it. And I needed that. It kind of hurts to hear your kid say, can you put you on your phone, dad? But I need that hurt to get off my phone. I need that to get to freedom. Yeah, my wife is actually taking this social media fast with me. And it's been so much help because we can kind of complain together and be like, oh, man, we're a little bored. Or And we, we get to sit and have accountability with it together. So I'm so glad she's doing it with me. Paul says in 1 Corinthians six twelve. I must not become a slave to anything. I will not be dominated by anything. Yet we are dominated by our phones. And we feel it. We hate it. We want to get away from it. It's time to pull the trigger. It's time to admit you got a problem. And I got to do something about it. Because the fact of the matter is, a lot of our mental health crisis, I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of our mental health crisis comes from our addiction to our phones. And we need to separate ourselves from that. So get those apps that you most usually go to, delete them, get them off your phone, put your phone in the other room and get accountability. That is the path to freedom. Don't be dominated by it. So Junior, like I've said and proclaimed to the world about three or four times now through this episode is that I'm taking social media off for the month of January. And it has been really good. But the reason I'm I'm doing it is because, and maybe you can relate, it's really hard to make a rule on something that when you're in the middle of it. Right. Like it's hard to set boundaries on something when you're in the middle of it. And so what I decided is, okay, I'm going to take social media and make sure I'm just not a slave to it. I don't want to be addicted to it. So I'm going to take it away for a month. And then during this month, because the problem, what most people do is they'll they'll take a fast and then like you said, they'll go right back to it like a dog to its vomit. And I don't want to do that. And so I'm, me and my wife both, we're taking the month and we're making a digital rule for ourselves. So we're making a rule and a boundaries about how we're going to use our phones and social media once we introduce it back into our life. So do it, take a step back, experience that freedom, that breath of fresh air away from social media, go through with the withdrawals, and then make the rule as Jordan is doing. I love it, try it out. So before you get off social media and free yourself from your phone, there's something that you need to do. You need to like and share this podcast and share it on your social medias. Make that the last thing you share before stepping away. It's like your last will and testament yes. for your social media. Yeah. And yes. Share our podcast and then you delete it. Yep. We are totally leveraging your current enslavement to your phone, but we need to get this podcast out. 
the world needs our podcast out. It's up to you. Dude, that you sounded like straight Batman there. That was the best part of our podcast. Mm-hmm.